Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today, you're joined by myself and Luke. Uh, Lisa is going to jump on from an undisclosed secret location, Mace Base, uh, and give her <laughs> thoughts throughout the episode. So, all right. Since you said that, we need like a community thing. We need the community to like sketch out what the Mace Base would look like <laughs> and send it to us, and then. Behind the scenes, we'll figure out a prize for the winner. Maybe we can, Ooh. like, send them a, you know, maybe we can do, like, a Blu-ray copy of Shang-Chi or something. Ooh, like, yeah, that'd out. be cool. Yeah. Or, little, or Black Widow. We'll figure something out. A little giveaway. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Maybe some Mace-themed attire as well. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to give a brief recap of this episode of the newest episode of what if uh it was a little different than what we've been getting so far uh this episode was what if thor was an only child and it didn't go the way that i thought it was gonna go uh basically the the teaser you sent i can't remember what well you sent a little image so like we got like you know when we chat usually chat in the mornings um before we kind of like dive into the show but I was expecting something and did not get, so I don't get the reference you made there. Okay, we'll talk about it when we <laughs> when we get there. Um, <laughs> but basically, Thor grows up without Loki. Loki was given back to his frost giant parents rather than being adopted by Odin, and so Thor grew up an only child and turned out to just be a party animal. His mother... Well, let's see. His Odin goes to sleep for okay. a while, I guess. Uh, his mom <laughs> leaves and goes to visit her friends. And Thor decides to throw a party on Midgard uh, or Earth, for those of you who don't know what Midgard is, which I don't know why you wouldn't. But there's a party on Earth, and he goes basically wild. Uh, they travel the globe. We go to a bunch of different continents, and the planet may or may not be destroyed. And then, basically, his mom finds out and comes, saves the day. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. So, it was weird. It was really weird. Um, but, I guess, first impressions? That was my first impression. It was weird. <laughs> forgettable yeah yeah (laughs) in a way i mean there there are some some very interesting moments but it's unfortunately for me as a whole this one could be at the bottom of the list because the most intriguing part is the very last scene and well you know that's a big one that that we'll definitely chat about um but it's like, yeah. I mean, and it's trying to think about what if as a whole, it's very intriguing that they would go this route because it seems like 
these episodes have been going darker and darker and darker. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like party in the USA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, though the very last scene sets it up like, okay, stuff about to really go dark potentially. So it's kind of like that bridge of like, we're going to give you a little bit of like, ha ha ha. But these final two episodes are just going to be like intense. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. But again, yeah. we haven't seen any of these episodes overlap yet. Mm-hmm. And so this one, again, we'll, we'll get to, I don't want to spoil the ending before we get there, but uh, it ends in a way that makes you think because this episode was so lighthearted basically throughout the entire thing it mm-hmm. ends in a way where you're like okay this has to lead into the next one right like the next one yeah. has to be a continuation of this episode yeah because otherwise what why did we just watch that why right. did we watch 30 minutes of nothing um <laughs> i don't even know like what to what to talk about because it's just a party and then there's a little bit of fighting and then it's a party and then there's a little bit of fighting and then it's a party and yeah. the party ends that's pretty much the episode uh yeah uh, it's not even like fighting it's like we, weird fighting yeah it's like yeah. not serious fighting it was a fun like the second of the fight scenes i enjoyed i yeah. thought that it was fun the third one was like nothing really Right, uh, and then the first one was just kind of like an introduction, but mm-hmm. I guess to get there, he comes down to earth and starts this party. And I will say, we did get a lot of uh, a lot of characters in the way that I want them to be. This mm-hmm. is what I wanted from the Guardians episode. Mm-hmm. Don't give me a bunch of characters and then explain to me all of their stories. I don't want that. Just give me the characters to see in the background as something fun. And yeah. that's what we get. Um, oh, yeah. In the first party scene, basically, uh, we see Korg, Nebula, Valkyrie, Drax. Um, there's the... I can't, I meant to look this up. The Golden Lady from Guardians 2. Right. Not, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I can't remember their name. But she's there. Uh, Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get Kat Denning's character back. Um, so, I mean, that's fun. Now she's in three different, r- more recent things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we see Maria Hill. Uh, we see Crossbones again. Uh, yep. And very briefly, we see Agent Fury. Um, <laughs> or director yeah. director Fury who gets taken out by Korg, uh, doing a cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get a Grandmaster kind of pops in and out. Yep, yep, he shows but, up, but uh, along with his little attendant, she's there too. <laughs> yeah, she's there too. I think the biggest two or the core two is we get Jane Foster and Darcy, and mm-hmm. we actually get Natalie Portman and Kat Dennings. Yep. Back to voice. Yep. The voice list on this is strong. I, I I'll go I'll go ahead and throw out my biggest disappointment. No Idris Elba. Yeah. We see him doll how many times? Like three, four times? Yeah. Never says anything. He's and all he's like, mm, mm. <laughs> Come on. Like his voice is so iconic. And he's like one of the coolest actors. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was very disappointing. <laughs> it was, and not only was it disappointing, but like we see Heimdall in the movie, and mm-hmm. he's kind of a badass. Yeah, he's pretty cool, and he can do a lot. And in this movie, or in this movie, in this episode, he's basically <laughs> told, "Hey, I want you to babysit Thor." Thor somehow bypasses him and mm-hmm. uses the Bifrost to go to Midgard, and. When he finds out, when Heimdall finds out that Thor is at Mid- it's on Midgard, what does he do? Nothing. He just sends yeah. Jane Foster to where the mom is. Then Freya comes back to Heimdall, who then just sends her to Earth. He doesn't do anything. He just stands there. I don't get that. There needs to be more. 
Yeah. Like, why didn't he go with them? Like, he could have taken the sword. The whole the whole thing about the the Bifrost, right, is that he has to mm-hmm. put the sword in to make it work. Mm-hmm. So just take the sword with you and Bifrost down there and then Bifrost back. We've already seen that they don't necessarily mm-hmm. need the sword to teleport. Yeah. So right. it's not like he's, if he leaves, he's like, oh, no, someone could take the Bifrost. Like, not nobody can use it without your sword so i don't know i thought that that was just a weird yeah i would like to see a what if episode around his character yeah what if he like loses the sword and has to go find it yeah what if he well is his doll was thor (laughs) (laughs) yeah just if he was able like what if he lost the sword or like lost his sight or something like he couldn't see everything. Ooh, that that's would the be cool. biggest thing. That would yeah. be interesting. Um, if he lost his sight, yeah, he's. I like his character. I like that character. Um, and I'm sure Idris would be down. Yeah, he's always up for doing stuff. So, <laughs> well, basically, after Thor starts this party, and the whole time Jane Foster's like, "Hey, did you throw a party on this other planet and destroy it?" And Thor's like, I mean, it was already falling <laughs> apart. So maybe like helped it along. And I was like, okay, right there, you should be like, okay, red flag. He's going to destroy Earth. I feel like this entire episode is Maria Hill knowing what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and Jane Foster just being like, well, I know we brought it to your attention, but it doesn't matter anymore because Thor flirted with me pretty much it's like what it's like so quick the whole it's like serious 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 and it's like hey you've got great eyes like yeah hold on, let's, <laughs> let's dance let's go dance yeah i was like hold on jane foster's not like that in the movies like yeah why is she because thor's an only child that somehow made jane foster like just fall like swoon for him the second he said something to her and cat dennings got married to howard howard the duck (laughs) (laughs) darcy the duck yeah darcy the duck (laughs) mrs the duck i i was so confused i was like what is happening right now what is this episode i kept waiting for the episode to turn because we have had such like dark episodes for the last couple episodes i kept waiting Mm -hmm. for this one to turn it never turned. There was never a conflict in this episode other than eventually they'll destroy the earth. But they never even partied to the point where like the earth <laughs> itself was being affected. All we yeah. saw was like they destroyed some landmarks. Right. And that was it. That was the extent of the damage they did. So it just kind of seemed like the stakes were pretty low as far as it's not like the earth was about to explode and they needed to stop this party. It was just like, yeah. Hey, cert tore off the arm of the statue of Liberty and they took that thing from Chicago and they, the giants defaced the, I can't, I can't think of that. (laughs) Whatever you're talking about. George Washington's face. It's like, (laughs) so like, why are we acting they're not i mean yes i get it okay they're destroying stuff but like physical stuff not yeah not the earth wasn't in danger yeah yeah so yeah the earth itself is just like but you don't you would think like the citizens of new york would be freaking out if they're seeing like the arm of the statue of liberty being melted off by you know a giant monster right Right. And nothing along that. No. It's just like, oh, okay. Well, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, another day in New York. Yeah. Another day. Oh, there's Spider Man. Hey. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing. Okay. So basically, Nick Fury goes to, I don't know. I don't know what he his plan was. It literally just shows yeah. him walking up and he's going to be like, hey, stop partying. And then Korg runs into him and knocks him out. Yeah. Again, that's it. Yeah. That's all it took. So then. Maria Hill takes over and 
immediately jumps to, oh, we got to call Carol Danvers. What about Iron Man? What about mm-hmm. Captain America? What about Spider-Man? Well, I guess we don't know. Yeah. They don't know Spider-Man yet, but like he's out there. Like Probably not. But they know Iron Man and they know Captain America at this point mm-hmm. based on timeline. So uh, the only thing I could come up with there is they're kind of looking at if they realize like Thor is is a god, like who is strong enough to face him. Right. Um, it just seems like they would have at least sent Iron Man and Captain America in there yeah. to see what they could do. Because the whole point wasn't to fight him at first, right? It was just to be like, hey, stop this party. See, I think it would have been cool if they were able to send in uh, Bruce, and, but he goes Hulk. <laughs> and then everything flips. And then you just see like Hulk and Korg in the background. like <laughs> He's at the party now. Like chugging <laughs> or something like. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that would have been that, funny. Or Black Widow or. Hawkeye, like anybody, it, it seemed like none of the none of the Avengers team did anything to to yeah. eat. they didn't even show up in this episode. We it's got to so, see yeah. all these other people, even Guardians, but we right. didn't see well, and we didn't see Gamora and we didn't see Peter, but we right. saw those two. We didn't see. We saw Drax, Nebula, um, mm-hmm. Mantis. I guess no Rocket, Oof. but. But it was just like yeah, this we is weird. We're yet. seeing like some, we're seeing bits and pieces of this team, but we're not seeing. I don't know it. It was strange, just all around as an episode. But all right, let's toss it on over to Elisa to hear her thoughts in the beginning of the episode. All right, thank you, Drew and Luke. Well, you guys know that I was super excited to watch the episode this week because it had my two Norse boys. Thor and Loki. Um, I was watching the opening credits and I was really surprised to see Natalie Portman's name. I should not have been. I mean, Jane is a very big character in the Thor universe. Thor universe. Um, But since she hadn't been in Ragnarok, I thought maybe she wouldn't be back for What If, even though she's been filming Love and Thunder. But hey, I was really excited, and I was excited with how much Jane was in this episode. She was more or less the protagonist here, not Thor. Uh, the Watcher begins with uh, this line where he says that Thor and Loki have a brotherhood so strong and pivotal it changed the universe. And I was like, wow, that is intense. <laughs> uh, but it's true because, as it has been pointed out many times on the Twitter and the Tumblr, that if Loki hadn't uh, let himself fall off the Rainbow Bridge, we would not have the MCU as we know it. Uh, But at the same time, I wasn't exactly expecting this episode to play out the way that it did, knowing that Thor was going to be raised as an only child and that Loki would be raised as a frost giant. And in this opening sequence, there was something else that was kind of weird and stood out to me, which is that when Odin takes Loki back to the frost giants, uh, Laufey looks very happy to be getting Loki back. He's excited to have his baby back. When I always interpreted it as Loki had been basically abandoned or thrown away by the Frost Giants because he was kind of small. They said that he's small for uh, a child of Jotunheim. But maybe in this universe this isn't the case, or maybe I was just wrong all this time and that Odin straight up kidnapped a baby Jotun. We also get a pretty clear confirmation in this episode that Odin literally changed Loki's biology whenever he picked him up and took him back to Asgard. We see him uh, in the first Thor movie, like kind of uh, change his appearance. And at first I kind of thought maybe it was just like kind of a, a glamour or something. But no, he, he turns him fully Asgardian because even though he's small for a Jotun, um, in this episode, never it does eventually show him. I know that's not until way later. Uh, he is a giant, even though he's not quite as giant as the other giants. So our version of Loki that we have is not just kind of like a smallish giant with Asgardian makeup, magic makeup, whatever it is, on. He's not that. He's Asgardian. And, of course, uh, once we 
get into Thor's story, I have to say, Chris Hemsworth totally knocking it out of the park doing the voice work. He is doing awesome. And it sounds like he's having the absolute time of his life in this recording booth. Uh, whenever Jane meets Thor for the first time, he doesn't immediately see her whenever he turns around because she's so tiny. And he's like, oh, you're so tiny. I almost didn't see you there. Um, that's something that my husband has made fun of several times when we've been watching Thor because she's, Natalie Portman is so, so small. Like there's a part where she walks by a mailbox and is kind of barely taller than the mailbox. And I was like, ah, she's teeny. But then we looked it up and she's actually taller than I am. So make of that what you will. But their relationship in this is kind of funny and different because this isn't the Thor that we know from any of the movies. This is like full on bro Thor. He's like Thor from Endgame, but thin. I would think that maybe that attitude would be kind of off-putting for Jane, but apparently not really because she's into him like basically off the bat. And it was also strange to me how just not having Loki around made Thor into such like a complete bro. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe it shouldn't surprise me because it looks like in their little preview at the beginning that Loki kind of put Thor in his place a lot. <laughs> and so that helped kind of put a small stopper in Thor's ego and eventually led to him being a hero. I love that the Grandmaster shows up and he's just partying. He's in he's in Grandmaster mode. He's having a great time. And Jeff Goldblum also seems to be having a great time with this character again. I could be wrong because I did not pause this either time that I watched this, but it looked like when Jane's phone rings the morning after they have the big party that it's the Watcher's face who comes up. Um, I do not know that. But I remember thinking that whenever I watched it the first time this morning that it kind of looked like The Watcher. But again, did not pause. Didn't get a chance to check. So I don't know if either one of the boys caught that. Oh, I also, uh, looking at the party spreading everywhere, I love the detail about uh, Thor partying so hard that he got the uh, Pennsylvania Dutch involved. So basically he brought Rumspringa to the Amish. Love that. I think that takes us through the beginning of the episode. So I will take it back to you, Drew and Luke. Basically, Carol Danvers comes in, fights with Thor, <laughs> and it's what you would expect. I mean, it's it's a fun fight. They fly around, they beat each other up. Just three in the air and three back down to earth, and yeah, <laughs> do that on repeat. And... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thor throws his hammer a lot, and then. For whatever reason, there's like a break in the fight. Like Carol's like, oh, I got to rethink like what's the next step. And I was just like, this is we this does like I get that it's for the story. Like we're progressing the story. But it but also what is the story? Yeah. Again, there's no real stakes yet. Nothing's really happening. Then we're back at the party again all of a sudden. And loki shows up but now he's frost giant loki and he brings his ice bros as he calls them and basically if loki didn't grow up with thor then loki turned out to be an ice giant frost giant version of thor like he was just a, another bro yeah. at this yeah, party there's bros and i was, was like what is what is happening? Like, what is the <laughs> conflict of this episode? You've you've literally shown us three episodes in a row where the main conflict is that almost everybody dies. Mm -hmm. And then we get to this episode and it's just like, party, it's a party, a little bit of fight. It's a party, it's a party. Like, what is happening? <laughs> I don't really think that like anything really happens in this middle part other than Loki shows up. Yeah, and it would have been kind of cool to see more from like just the ice giants in general. Mm -hmm. They're just they're just there in the background, mm -hmm. and they all look um, exactly the same. Yeah, I was like, you couldn't yeah. even make them look a little different. Yeah, it's just it's like we're here. What I'm trying was this near the end? I'm trying to think of like the phone moment where you have like uh, 
frost giant loki like holding the phone oh yeah <laughs> like trying <laughs> to talk between to his two fingers yeah yeah that was that was like a right after this like middle section um yeah i don't know it just it it oh, seems like a filler episode yeah i thought the ships were kind of intriguing like I guess I'm maybe I wasn't paying attention when it's like you just see like the the uh Ravenger type ships like all over the place. Mm-hmm. I guess they're like dropping things down. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, well and the the people that like cuz it showed them teleporting people down with mini bifrosts mm-hmm. which like didn't make sense, but okay. Um Yeah, that's and we did get to see some more of the the gladiators that we saw in uh thor ragnarok we get to see like a couple more of those characters mm-hmm. show up um we saw and now i can't think of his name mary poppins see- Oh my god, oh. Yondu. Yeah, Yondu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yondu's there a few times. Mm-hmm. We see Scourge once. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, see, this is just when it's like getting so tacky is when he's like <laughs> all the scrolls and he's like, hey, become me. You become me. Now you become me. Right. Yeah. 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 We see a bunch of scrolls <laughs> and he just makes them turn into more of himself. Yeah. And, and like the whole time we go back like every time we go back to Jane Foster, she's just upset that he's still partying. Yeah. But not with her. Right. It's not that she's upset that he may blow up the planet. It's she's upset that, Hey, you liked me yesterday and now you're not talking to me. Why Mm -hmm. not? And I was just like, what is, what is this? What does this have to do with anything? So, (laughs) uh, basically they get to the second fight. This is where something happened that I was like, ooh, okay, something interesting. They are fighting each other, and they're flying over, like flying through the sky, and we get to see Mm -hmm. this beach. It's just a beach. Someone's sitting on a chair Mm and having a drink on this beach. And it was really strange because it was like we sat on it long enough for me to think, are we supposed to know who or guess who this is? Mm -hmm. And does it mean anything? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just spitballing, but <laughs> my theory was that they were flying over um, Madripoor and that maybe this was Sharon and she was just enjoying a cocktail on the beach hmm. as as power broker. Only because I was like, I don't know who this is. I don't know. Maybe this is nothing. Maybe this is just a scene of a beach with someone sitting in a chair. But I was like, Go, why did you show it to us? It you sat on it long enough for me to me with my weird Marvel brain think to think that I'm supposed to know what this is or know who this is. So I don't right. know. Right. Uh I want to go back and like pause on that scene. Cause I remember thinking the exact same thing, like this has to be something potentially big. It just feels it's like so out of place, but it's in place and it's Mm -hmm. but based on the rest of the scenes of them like flying through the sky it was very out of place like they could have easily skipped that scene and gone right into the next thing and you wouldn't it's not like you would have missed that you would have been like wait where where was the part where they were flying over the beach like it didn't need to be in there right so was it in there on purpose like like for a purpose yeah i don't know My, I was oh, looking trying it to look real quick, but like <laughs> there's so much nods to, to various things in this. Like, I guess Rocket was in here. Oh, he was? Okay. Yeah. The Rocket was. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, he was passed out. It was when Jane wakes up in the hotel room. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It was basically just a nod to the hangover. Yeah. Which, funny, but also, okay, so now we've seen all the gardens except Peter and Gamora. Yeah, no clue where they're like, at. Like, why, why aren't they a part of this? 
I get the... That's... I wonder if that's going to be the next episode. Well, let's toss it on over to Elisa to hear her thoughts on the middle of the episode. Okay, I'm back. In the middle of the episode. So Loki actually does show up to Thor's rager on Midgard. Um, and of course, they're playing up that these two are going to be enemies, be up in each other's faces, and they are at first. Um, I had assumed whenever they were talking about the star, I think it was, being destroyed after Thor's last party, that it was probably going to be that Loki was following him around and decimating the planets that Thor had been on, maybe to, I don't know, frame him or just following him to places that he could conquer. I was just, I was thinking it would probably be Loki, but no, Loki's genuinely just there for the party. They're bigger bros when they're not brothers than they ever were when they were brothers. And I loved that. The uh, scene between them whenever they first meet is hilarious. I thought that was so great. Uh, Captain Marvel shows up because they need her to stop Thor from partying so hard that the world ends. And the first time she sees Thor, she calls him White Snake, which was one of my favorite nicknames that the MCU has offered up ever. Also, ever since uh, the first preview for Endgame came out, I have in a very, very small way, shipped Thor with Carol Danvers. And I don't really know why. Maybe it's just that they're both so blonde and powerful and I think that they would have amazing babies. I don't know. But this episode didn't really do much to stop that because I thought they had a fun dynamic too, even though they were both trying to stop each other throughout the whole thing. Ah, But again, Thor loves Jane. Always. No matter what. So Carol gets called in to end the party and make Thor clean up his mess. They wind up just having a great big fight. He winds up ruining Stonehenge. (laughs) There's a lot of talk of where they could possibly take them to where uh, she could unleash all of her powers and destroy him. And they mentioned both Dakotas, which I thought was funny. Side note here, uh, Kat Denning's character Darcy is in this episode a lot. And I really like her. I think she's funny, uh, by which I mean both Kat Denning's and Darcy. But... My husband, Mason, hates her. And by her, I also mean both Kat Dennings and Darcy. And so when I was watching this with him, every time she had anything to say, he would just be like, dial it back, which is exactly what uh, Captain Marvel says to her whenever she's asking so many questions about Goose the Cat, which how would you not ask questions about Goose the Cat? How? In the Stonehenge scene, (laughs) Carol is trying to talk him into not ruining it. And she admits that she doesn't know what it is and no one does. Because it's true. We don't really know what Stonehenge was. We think it might have been a calendar, but we don't know. And he knocks it down. Whenever Thor and Loki and all the Aspros are chilling in the Chinese place and Loki answers Thor's phone (laughs) and is like flirting with Jane, that was also really funny. I, I imagine that Tom Hiddleston had a good time with this episode. Um, but then he accidentally breaks the phone because again, he's, he's giant and he can't really rein in his giantness. Of course they have to have a moment in Australia as they're doing this, uh, all across the group, uh, all across the globe adventure with Thor because they have to pay a little bit of a, a tribute, a shout out to Chris Hemsworth's native country. So, Darcy kind of halfway mentions that they should call Thor's mom to come pick him up because he's, you know, throwing the rager. And Jane decides that that's actually a brilliant idea. And so she calls Heimdall to go meet Frigga, tells Frigga where Thor is. And right whenever they're about to literally nuke Thor, Frigga shows up and tells him to get his act together because she's coming down to Earth. And I think that takes us into the last part of the episode. So, Drew, look, back to you. Let's just get to it, right? Because... Mm -hmm realistically nothing happens here um (laughs) basically jane is like oh my gosh we need to fix this party Mm -hmm. but really the whole time you're thinking about it and you're like she only wants to fix the party because thor's not with her yeah she wants to find thor getting jealous right (laughs) so she calls for him heimdall and he just bifrosts her right on up to where he's hanging out in the little Bifrost dome and she explains what's going on. And then we're going to go back to what you said at the beginning. Why did Heimdall not have any lines? (laughs) 
So instead of saying anything to her, he just kind of, hmm. And then sends Bifrost her to where Freya is with her friends. So then she has to explain the story again to Freya, who... Not without taking a drink first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pointing out, is that Chardonnay, right? Um, and then Freya, instead of just going to Midgard, she, like, mind calls Thor to be like, what are you doing? While he's in the middle of his third fight with mm-hmm. uh, with Carol, which, like, okay, another quick note. They were like, okay, Carol, like you, you can take out him. We thought your punch was as powerful as 10 nukes. And mm-hmm. she was like, well, if I did that, I would destroy, I would create a, like a giant crater in the earth. Yeah. And they were like, okay, well, that's fine as long as you do it in <laughs> New Mexico, and like, like wherever, wherever. Yeah, in they, the desert. Yeah. She well, was just they, like, that's did fine. Did they say the Mojave? You, I can't. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's fine as long as you do it there. It can take it. What does that mean? It can take it just because. There's not a people there, I assume. Like, it's still a giant crater in the earth. Like, okay, whatever. So she basically finally corners Thor in a way that she can deliver this 10 nuke punch. And I don't know. I mean, clearly not that far away because it's pretty big and visible behind Carol Mm -hmm. is the Triskelion. And Maria Hill's on there and she's like, ready the nukes. We're going to shoot all the nukes at her. And I was like, what? What is this? Like, this is the most conflict in this episode. Like, yeah. that Maria Hill is willing to... Pot- I mean, I don't think that it would kill either Carol or Thor. But she's willing to shoot a bunch of nukes at these two superheroes just because... Like, she's not even going to give Carol the chance... To fight yeah. Thor or to beat Thor or to tell Thor off. Like, She's just is like, that a nod to like all the other planets where Thor goes and throws parties? That someone there gets so irritated that it's down, it, it's the own people that blow up the planet. It's not Thor. Right. It's not his problem. Right. Which I mean, it's, that's what it seems like because like yeah. she was real quick. I mean, literally the second that Carol is like has him cornered she's like okay ready the nukes ready to fire in three two i was like you didn't even give her a second to do anything before you readied them and started the countdown like i don't know that seemed wildly (laughs) ridiculous but basically his mom calls and is like what are you doing and he's like oh i'm here learning cultural exchange (laughs) and she's like okay well you better show me what you've learned when i get there then thor has to go tell everybody in the entire world because Mm -hmm. remember the party started in like france and then went to the united Mm -hmm. states and then went to like japan they were eating like it's or china they were eating at Mm -hmm. some like restaurant in china and then so it's like he used to go around the entire world and tell all these people hey we got to clean everything up my mom's coming (laughs) which okay basically he somehow convinces everybody because everyone is like wait freya's coming as if like everybody knows who freya (laughs) is and what she's gonna do when she gets there so Everybody cleans everything up and then sits down like they're in class with Thor standing in front of two like uh, chalkboards that are like covered in I don't know what scribbles. And he pre- he's pretending to teach a class on Midgard. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. this is what's happening right now. I was what is going on? What is this episode? Freya shows up. She's like, okay, cool. You've been teaching stuff. Very impressed. They're about to leave. He calls his hammer. His hammer comes. It looks like it's been hanging out in like Vegas or at Mardi Gras or something. (laughs) Yeah. It's like covered in beads and a pair of underwear. And that's pretty much it. Freya's like, all right, I'm going home. Then we get the like, 
the thing, right? The best part of this episode. And this is what I sent this morning in our group chat. I mm. sent based on two episodes ago, I think. Uh, I just sent a gif of Voltron being Voltron <laughs> because a portal opens up. We see a bunch of Ultron robots walk out. And in the back is Ultron with the Infinity Stones. And then just when you think, oh, snap. Okay, so this world is in trouble. Because I even wrote in my notes, oh, this is weird. This is the first episode we ended with like a happy ending. Like mm -hmm. nobody died. Nothing really happened episodes over then i had to scratch that out and write voltron in huge letters on my notes mm -hmm. because ultron walks out his helmet slides back and we see vision's face mm -hmm. so and then that's the end of the episode so we don't even get to see him do anything we just saw him for a split second now i definitely think this has to lead into the next episode because Vision Ultron is one of the characters that we see on the posters for mm -hmm. what if. Yeah. It would be crazy if he it was just because he's in the last literal second of this yeah. episode. Well, we already know. So this is episode seven. So we know that the ninth episode is based around this character. So. Is it like the last three episodes are the only ones really truly connected like a continuation yeah or I... maybe in eight and nine we're gonna see segments from the past six episodes the first six episodes within them i don't know i mean I unless really like that... next week's episode is gonna be something completely different and then the final episode would be like the continuation right well that's what i'm i'm really hoping that maybe we we are seeing Vision, Vision Ultron. Mm -hmm. What did we call him? We called him something else because Voltron's taken. Ultra Vision. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he showed up, and what I'm hoping is going to happen is that maybe he got all the stones, and one of two things happened. Either he is from a different universe, and he came to this universe with the stones because he already took mm -hmm. over his universe, so maybe he's going down like a Kang storyline. Or maybe he has all the stones and the next episode is going to start with where this one left mm -hmm. and he's going to take over this universe and maybe Thor and Jane are going to escape to another universe, which is where then we will start to see in this next episode all of these different iterations that we've seen so far mm -hmm. kind of being forced to come together to fight this Ultron Vision, who is mm -hmm. trying to take over all the universes. And then that will lead to the big spoiler for episode nine. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, who knows? Next week could just be another one-off episode, and then episode nine could also be a one-off episode, and none of this is connected at all. Yeah. But... but I remember like when we see Ultra Vision, the Watcher actually had a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. So this kind of goes deep. This, this is almost like going into what we've seen in like Loki in a way. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's the fact that the Wat the Watcher would have a reaction to something. It's like, well, what, does the watcher has the watcher already seen everything mm -hmm. trying to think about this? Like, is this just that unexpected? I don't know. I think it would have been going off of what I think is going to happen. I think it would have been better for like, maybe when vision Ultron came, mm -hmm. he like raises his one hand and you see all the stones Mm -hmm. And it would have been cool if he raised his other hand and it also had all the stones. Because then you could have been like, oh, okay, he is hopping around through universes. And then that could right. lead to an explanation of why the Watcher is like, uh-oh, in two episodes, I'm going to have to step in and like help out because 
this yeah. guy's just taken over everything. I do think I think we could I think we may get to see the watcher engage. Maybe he will engage with this Ultron vision character. Um there's another one if you just look at the look of Ultron Vision, kind of mimics um Galactus a little bit. Mm-hmm. Could it be a nod to that? Could it be some kind of reference that maybe Galactus is coming? Ooh. I mean, yeah. I during like watching the live action shows, I feel like even though I don't know necessarily what's going on, it's still fun to like theorize because you could be right. But I feel like with what if nothing has ever been right. Like everything that I've thought was going to happen has gone the complete opposite direction or just ended and never been talked about again. And it's like, Mm -hmm. wow, okay, well, I guess not. I guess I have no idea what's going on. So I, I don't know. I, I will feel differently about this show if it ends and none of this is connected. I don't know yeah. that. I mean, I will still obviously watch the next season mm-hmm. for you all listeners, but <laughs> I won't necessarily be looking forward to it because I, and I think we even talked about this before what if even started where I was like, I'm in as long as there's some sort of connecting thread. If mm-hmm. this is just going to be a bunch of one-offs, I don't know. That just doesn't yeah. seem as interesting. If they're a bunch of one-offs, they all have to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of those unique ones where the only interesting thing was the very last scene to me. Like that's very memorable. That that's like keeping you hooked to want to like. Okay, now I gotta watch next week's to see if it connects. <laughs> if it didn't have that, I'd kind of be like. I may be done with this show. Like, yeah. Like, where is it truly going? Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, this is definitely the one where they wanted to cram so much in this 20 minute something episode. Cause there's still other references we haven't even talked about. Oh yeah. This, this episode so was just a reference and Easter egg episode. Yeah. Like that's all that it was. There was no real story no. to care about other than like how many times can you pause and what can you see in the background? <laughs> right. We haven't even talked about the goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the goat and the what were the things laying on top of him when he woke up? They were like bunnies or something. Oh yeah. I didn't uh, I didn't even know what those were. I remember those. Those were those looked. Yeah, I couldn't really tell what they were supposed to be. I was just like, oh, are they some sort of alien animal that we're supposed to know? Yeah. Or the tattoos. Oh yeah, the science and <laughs> magic and magic. Science. Which was another thing that, like, when his mom came, when Freya came down, mm-hmm. that's what I thought was going to give it away was that he had this science tattoo. It's, yeah. Never got it was mentioned right there, like <laughs> she, like right when she got there. That's the first thing she would have could have seen was the tattoo, and that was never. That's exactly what I thought was going to get brought up, and nope, no mention. Not of not it. a huge deal. <laughs> um, which in that last moment as well, like uh, she already knew uh Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Like, have the, when when did they meet? Mm-hmm. They clearly must have met before, or. She's just aware of like what all Captain Marvel's been up to, which is extra weird because like, and it, this goes back to we don't understand how time and space works in the Marvel universe, and neither do they, because mm. basically, uh, Asgard is a realm, right? And it's with the realm. The realm is somewhere within the universe. But it's also separate from the universe because all the planets are in the universe, but then all the realms are separate from the planet. Like, it it makes sense that she would know who Carol was if, mm-hmm. 
if Asgard existed in the universe. Mm-hmm. Because then it would be like, oh, okay, well, Carol probably was doing stuff over in that part of the universe and like maybe ran into Freya or something. But the fact that like Asgard is its own thing over here mm-hmm. and the universe is over here with all the planets and then there are the other realms all over, it's like, I don't get it. I don't understand either how like how would she know Carol without Thor knowing who Carol was or Loki knowing who Carol was. I don't know. I I don't think that a whole lot of thought went into this episode. I think that it was just like maybe they had eight good episodes and they were like, (laughs) hey, they we got to round it out to nine. So let's do let's do a Thor one. Yeah. I don't know. It, like you said, it was forgettable. So, if you haven't watched it, meh. I mean, I don't if, you got, if you got nothing else to There's, do, watch it. But. There are tons of little, little nods. This this may be the one episode that has the bulk of like Easter egg type things, because there are a lot of characters in this one. Mm. Um, they're pretty much every crowd scene. Yeah, if you just about every it. crowd scene, you're gonna see a handful mm-hmm. of familiar faces, and some some have some get like one line, some don't really get anything. Like poor old Drax, like we couldn't even get Bautista to come back. He has like one line, but <laughs> and he puked. <laughs> yeah, puke sound. Nebula gets a line. Cord gets yeah. a line. trying to think howard the duck gets more lines oh yeah howard howard has like a whole scene you get uh <laughs> a little uh kurt russell elvis yeah 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 the people were confusing to me too because it was like mm-hmm. like you said like none of the people seemed concerned no. that everything was being torn up and there were aliens no. everywhere like I would only expect that it's like the polar opposite of what you'd expect. You know, I think most people are like, if an alien, you know, were to come to this planet, initially we're going to think world destruction, like fight, fight, fight. But if one were to show up and raise a glass and say, drinks on me, let's party. Like, (laughs) why not? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) I'm trying to remember. It may have been a Marvel comic. It may have been What If. I'm like 99% sure that there is indeed a Marvel storyline that -hmm. consists of aliens that come to Earth and make everybody party. And you like join in and you party with them, but you can't stop partying. And so then eventually you die because you don't sleep. You just just... party. And so it's like, oh, I'm going to have to look it up because I I read it within the last like year. And I could have thrown like Zemo in the background somewhere. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, I and um, uh, for the for the listeners who pay attention through all the past episodes and even our premium episodes, we get a we definitely get another Dragon Ball Z reference within this episode. I feel like we kind of need to. Uh, it's really within the fight scenes. Like if oh, you look yeah. at the the fight styles between um, Captain Marvel and Thor, it's very heavily like anime focused type fighting. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of look like it's broken down into a few fights, there's one where. Captain Marvel comes back and she's like full on like electric, you know, um, kind of resembles like, you know, basically trying to go Super Saiyan on tour, <laughs> trying to up the level. Up. And she so, does. I mean, he's, he it, shoots yeah, her with the does. lightning and she bursts yeah. with her golden glow. So, and... <laughs> you know, kind of get that Goku versus Vegeta type nod. Mm-hmm. And we get a lot of like the streaking ball of energy through the air and yeah 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 i definitely see that um i did find them and i as soon as i saw the picture i was like that's what it's from so listeners if anyone watched the modok show 
it is an episode in that show where the Sigramites, they look kind of like turtles mixed with frogs, uh, come to Earth and they just force everyone to dance and party. Uh, and they party until everyone is dead. And then they move on to another planet. Um, wow. So I don't know if you remember those guys. Uh-uh. I still need to go back and watch. Um. I need to do that soon, especially if we're going to talk about that show. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole episode. Right? It's just those things. <laughs> just those things. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, so so that's it's weird that like here like this is is this supposed to be a nod to those aliens that like go planet to planet partying until the planet dies? Because that's I, a Marvel. That's already a Marvel yeah. property. Like I don't know. That's it just, could be. Who knows? I mean, we you already kind of get a sense of like in the movies, like Thor does like to drink. He likes to have a good time. So it could just be a more of a nod towards that specifically. Mm-hmm. But but then I almost feel like wouldn't they have thrown some of those in? Like at this party? And then, then I, I feel like then the stakes would have <laughs> at least been higher. Like I just felt like yeah. this whole episode, there were no stakes. I didn't care. The only thing they were doing was destroying landmarks, like we talked about. There was no, <laughs> yeah. The Earth wasn't in imminent danger, other than them saying like, "Oh, this other planet blew up recently." Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I yeah. guess that's that's just that's this one. That's episode seven. <laughs> yeah. It's just like. Uh... Every season's got to have one kind of bum episode, and this was it. They saved it for almost the end. What do you think about the end of the episode, Elisa? Okay. So at the end of this episode, Thor's breaking out because his mom is coming to rein him in. He begs everybody to help him clean up the mess that they made while they were partying. He even says, my mom is coming. And the entire world collectively is like, Frigga? (laughs) That was hilarious. And the first person he goes to, of course, is Loki, who says he's not helping because he's like, you're my brother from another mother, not my brother, brother. So this is on you. Just bounces, which is uh, pretty Loki-ish, I think. And also whenever he tells all the ass bros that they're leaving, just like, ass bros, let's bounce. <laughs> that was great. Thor does get uh, some of the other partiers to help him. Straighten the world back up. He fixes the leaning tower of Pisa when he probably should not have because that's supposed to lean. Uh, is scrubbing Thor graffiti off of everything. Surtur uh, stops flirting with the Statue of Liberty and helps put it back together, which was sweet. And miraculously, before Frigga gets there, they've cleaned up Earth and they're having a fake class. And of course, Frigga doesn't necessarily trust this even though thor now knows important knowledge about earth such as that we're the birthplace of the snuggie and then carol shows up brings him what looks like a small ipad and she says that it's full of information about earth civilizations and Riga is you know impressed and happy that her son has made good friends with captain marvel while he's been on earth but then mjolnir comes back and it's all partied out which it wasn't earlier in the episode when there was an actual party so i suspect sabotaged but Anyways, he's basically busted, but he also did clean up his mess. He's learning how to be a grown-up boy. At the end, Thor brings Jane flowers. It's very sweet. They decide to go on a date to a unicorn planet, which sounds amazing. And the Watcher shows up and is like, we had an actual happy episode. And then, oh, no. No, we didn't. Because Vizultron comes marching in at the end, and he's got all the Infinity Stones. So this is probably what is actually blowing up stars and planets and causing all kind of mm, ruckus everywhere and possibly setting up a later episode. We don't know for sure, but we think possibly. So kind of ended on a cliffhanger as many of these episodes have. I will kick it back over to Drew and Luke for final thoughts. I guess maybe we can round this out by like, all right, we've got two episodes left of the season. What are we hoping for? I am kind of hoping we kind of go back into the serious, darker tone. So ideally, I think it would be cool if these final two episodes actually connect a lot of things we've seen 
bring characters together. And I'm very hopeful we will get to see the Watcher, like, see more of, like, an actual physical form where he actually engages with someone, Mm -hmm. maybe multiple people, and a solid setup for what season two could be. Especially if if we're going to get, if maybe this Ultron Vision villain is going to be the big baddie for this, is it just really introing this and... We'll see more of that in season two. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for next episode. I don't know that it matters a whole lot. Like they can do whatever they want. I think for me, this show needs to have a really strong last episode that Mm -hmm. ties these universes together in some form or fashion. I agree that I think that we're definitely going to see the watcher do something. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm torn between a tease for the next season because I think it needs to either be maybe they don't beat Vision Ultron Mm -hmm. and that's like maybe he beats them and then the Watcher Mm -hmm. has to like go find more heroes to battle him or something and like that's maybe that's the tease for next season Mm -hmm. or if they beat him there needs to be a tease to a big bad for the next season because otherwise I just feel like, yeah, I'm not going to be excited for the next season because what's there to be excited for. I'm going to have to watch seven. Okay. Like pretty, pretty good episodes. I mean, I've enjoyed all the episodes so far until this one. So like Mm -hmm. seven good episodes, one bad episode, and then one, one episode where it actually matters. Like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be excited to do that again. So I, I do hope that they make it tie together yeah. in some way. We also got to think like, we'll have to like look at like, well, if they want to release the second season around the same time, we have to see like what films, maybe even other series are going to come out before then to see, are we going to get any other characters introduced into this? Because mm-hmm. it gets to the point where I think this would be really fun to get like fantastic four and Dr. Doom and mm-hmm. um, just other Marvel silver surfer. Like, yeah, it could be cool in this, this environment. Um, well, it's weird because like they have, now that they have the rights to all that stuff, I kind yeah. of understand why they're waiting mm-hmm. to fit to like fit it in the MCU before they start pumping out any other stuff. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, uh, like we talked about during the Shang-Chi episode, when we watched that at the beginning, there was a trailer that was literally just a trailer for Marvel. So it like showed mm-hmm. many trailers for all the upcoming movies with trailers. And then it just like, bam, 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 all the titles for all the movies coming up after like 15, it ended with the four in a circle and it just had Marvel mm-hmm. across it and it like yeah. slow zoomed in and then that faded out. And so I was like, okay, so Fantastic Four, like, I mean, it has already been announced, right, that they've already got a director and all that stuff. But, like, this is on a big screen, an official, like, Fantastic Four after the next, like, 30 movies. (laughs) So it's like we got a long time to get to Fantastic Four. Like, they're really going to wait and just sit on it until the movie comes out? That seems weird. Why wouldn't you Mm. intro them in other ways or something mm-hmm. same with the x-men like i'm the more stuff that comes out the more nervous i get that we're not going to get x-men mm-hmm. for a really long time <laughs> like we're going to get all these weird side stories yeah with mutants to like slow build mutants but they're not just going to give us x-men for a really long time and it's like no we just get just put them in there give us x-men yeah. like we we are fans we know who the x-men are we know their backstory if you don't know the backstory, just go watch the movies that are already out. Like, that's fine. Put them in the universe already. Like, you mm-hmm. have the rights to them. Toss them in there. Start giving us clues or even even in the shows. Like, what they could have thrown the patch reference in there and it would have been, like, cool. Like, yeah. Have been all fun. right. You gave us, like, a solid X-Men reference in the universe. But nope. Didn't do it. They're just going to sit on it until they can 
I don't know. I don't know why we're sitting on it. Like, I get not rushing it, but you could at least mm-hmm. give us breadcrumbs to get us there instead of just acting yeah. like you don't have it. <laughs> yeah. Elisa, any last thoughts? Okay. My wrap up here is that this episode was a lot of fun. It had some of my favorite jokes and moments from the series so far. Uh, it was nice to have a little bit of a reprieve from some of these darker, more depressing episodes that we've had lately. And it was also nice to get to hear Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston together as these characters again. It's been great getting to watch the Loki show, and I'm sure that Love and Thunder is going to be awesome. But it's going to be a little weird and a little bit different that they're not together. So... If this was a last hurrah, that's great. It's sad, but good. <laughs> but if it's just a little, a little uh, snack <laughs> to tide us over until maybe a Loki cameo in Love and Thunder, or maybe they're both actually in Multiverse of Madness, or maybe they're both secretly in No Way Home, we don't know. We're just going to have to see. We're going to have to wait and find out, like we do every single week. Okay, I think that about wraps it up for me. So I'll take you back to Drew and Luke. Another Wednesday down. <laughs> looking for next. Looking forward to next week's episode. Uh, I guess let us know what you thought of the episode. <laughs> if you liked it, let us know. Hot take. But yeah, definitely let us know. Follow us on social. <laughs> if you're not a Patreon subscriber, consider subscribing. Uh, you get stuff early, you get exclusive content that's only on Patreon, and you get our uncut, well, I say uncut and unedited, but they are lightly cut and lightly edited versions of the episode, um, pretty much like right after we record them. So if that interests you, go check out our Patreon, Agents of Mace, and well, we'll see you next week for the next episode. Um, you got any, got any good one-liners? <laughs> oh, no. Party on, Wayne. I yeah, I was trying to kind of go. Uh, um, for some reason, I kept thinking of like Bill and Ted through this film. Be excellent. <laughs> um, just be excellent to one another, to each other. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, yeah, I guess in that vein, uh, Wild Stallions. (laughs) See you guys next week. See you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.